This is The Rich Eisen Show. We talk about things that others don't discuss. Live from The Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Been listening to you guys since day one. You guys are phenomenal. The Rich Eisen Show. What's the name of your establishment? Red's Corner Bar. Are you red? Yes, sir. You dye your hair? Rich Eisen. Earlier on the show, ESPN NBA analyst Jeff Van Gundy. Cavaliers forward Kevin Love. Still to come. Rolling Stones chief TV critic Alan Seppenwald. Mojo founder Ben Sherwood. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Lots of basketball talk with the play-in games last night in the Eastern Conference, Western Conference tonight. The uh, Memphis Grizzlies, the only team in the 9-10 seedings in this play-in tournament with an above 500 record, puts that on the line against the San Antonio Spurs in an elimination game. And the winner of that takes on the loser of uh, the Wednesday night, Capper. We're all going to have our popcorn ready. Jeff Van Gundy in hour number one is calling the game along with Mike Breen and the rest of the gang on the worldwide leader in sports the Warriors and the Lakers, Jeff on an hour one, Kevin Love an hour number two. Um, as you know, uh, we are as much a pop culture show as we are a sports talk and news and information program. Um, in the middle of our show yesterday, we learned that uh, Charles Grodin uh, passed away at the age of 86. Midnight Run is my favorite comedy of all time. And I figured, you know what, uh, even though I, I did my best to try and pay tribute to him, um, and Charles Grodin at the end of the show yesterday, um, I I knew I still had more to wanted I wanted to talk about, and 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 I, I don't know why this one affects me so more than many others who are who are um, who are passing away, but this one really did because I felt like I never met Charles Grodin, but I felt like I knew him. His appearances on Letterman and Carson, I've gone down a, a nice wormhole on that front over the last 24 hours when I've had a moment to stream or view anything online. But Midnight Run uh, is my favorite comedy of all time. And joining me here on The Rich Eisen Show is the uh, chief TV critic and co-author of The Soprano Sessions uh, from Rolling Stone, who wrote a terrific piece on the 30th anniversary, three years ago now, uh, of uh, the um, the 30-year anniversary of the release of Midnight Run, calling it the Casablanca of buddy movies. Alan Seppenwall back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Alan? Uh, I'm good, Rich. I'm sad about Groden, but I'm I'm happy to be here to talk. About I, it. I wonder if it f- affected you as much as it uh, did me. I, I just I don't I don't know. Just just the fact that he was in a movie that it means so much to me, and one of the lines that he said in the film um, to Robert De Niro's character uh, Jack Walsh, what they kept saying to each other: "See you in the next life." Now that he has passed away, um, I don't know why that 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 hit me. It just struck me, Alan. I yes. was literally in the car with my teenage daughter running errands yesterday afternoon, and we were quoting from Midnight Run when someone texted me, and I asked her to check the phone, and she said, "Dad, Charles Grodin died." Uh. So, it, that movie and his performance in particular are very important to me, very important to her, very to sort of the timing of it felt eerie and it definitely it threw me and it's it's a real bummer because he's he's incredible in that movie and in so many other things like those talk show appearances you talked about. Right. So what what about this film um can you tell me about did cuz you know it was 30 years uh 33 years ago now and I remember where I was seeing it in a the theater and I just remember being struck by it. I was such a De Niro fan and just the way that De Niro and Groden were perfect 
in the roles and with each other. Why do you think this movie worked the way it did? It's chemistry. I mean, any buddy movie is dependent on chemistry as much as a romance or, you know, or or an action movie or anything else. Like you just need to want to watch these two people bouncing off of each other. And so in one corner, you've got intense, angry method actor, you know, two-time Oscar winner, Robert De Niro. And the other, you have this guy who sort of had a, a reputation both on screen and off as a pain in the butt. You know, he always sort of underplayed everything, uh, was always getting into feuds with people, uh, and just sort of, it, it was like watching, you know, Ali rope-a-dope George Foreman. Like, De Niro keeps verbally swinging and swinging, and Groden's just leaning back and taking it, knowing that he's going to wear this guy out. And he does repeatedly, and it's just so delightful. I've seen this movie more than I think anything else ever made in, in cinema, and it never fails to amuse me every time. Well, I, I, I'm wondering if you're aware of, of the making of it in any way, shape, or form. Was any of this... Um ad-libbed was this all stuck to script you just you know no 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 i mean one of the reasons uh martin breast who directed the movie really had to fight to cast groden the studio actually wanted like Cher to play the role they originally wanted it to be a romance and then when he said no to that they wanted to hire robin williams he says no i've seen groden screen test with de niro he's perfect and parts of what they did in the movie is he there would be scenes they're following the script, and then Brest would say to, to Groden, all right, hey, I just want you to riff here. And the most famous of those is the scene, they're in the freight train, they've hitched a ride, they're heading west, uh, and he starts talking about, like, the, the chickens on the farm that they had just been on. And what Brest had said to Groden right before the scene started was, look, this is the crucial emotional moment, the conversation the two of you are going to have together. We really need to get Bob to open up, do whatever you possibly can to make Robert De Niro laugh. <laughs> And he does it, and you see De Niro laugh in the scene, and it's completely genuine because he was not expecting De Niro uh, Groden to go off on this riff about the chickens. So that was <laughs> that was particularly ad libbed right there. But anything That's else? Ad libbed. The, the the thing with the litmus it's configuration, configuration yes. where he's talking about the counterfeit bills. The idea was in the script, but pretty much all the dialogue is stuff Groden came up with on the spot. Fantastic. And then what about the uh, how much is the coffee? How much is the tea? Fifty three cents. I'll have the tea. And just the way that he delivers those lines are just perfect they're spot on deadpan like that that it's just the timing of it is so perfect like it's that's a line that's not remotely funny except for the way that he delivers it correct that pause he makes right before he says i'll have tea it's, it's a killer yeah why do they call you red for the in the litmus configuration <laughs> scene which is what i i i watched yesterday as well why did you dye your hair and then and then and then he goes through the the insanity and then he thanks him for his time Oh my God! Yeah. But just you describing it is making me laugh, Rich. Like that's how great that performance was. Oh, I, I know every line of this film, you know, and 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 yeah. you know, um, and Tony Darvo and Hopalong Cassidich, you know, being these two stooges that Dennis Farina's character in Serrano puts on the tra- trail of the Duke, and every and you know Marvin Dorfler, played by John Ashton, who many fans of obviously Beverly Hills Cop would know. Um, Joey Pants uh, as Moscone, the bail bondsman. My God, um, just it's perfect. And yet, if it, you know, with all due respect to an Oscar winner and share, what a what a save, Alan Sepinwall, Rolling Stones, Alan Sepinwall. We 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 had um, Kevin Costner on the show uh, a few times, and one of the times he was here, he talked about how um, you know the original 
the the studio wanted Robin Williams again to maybe play Costner, right? Um, in in Field of Dreams, and the director wow. said that you know uh, Ray Kinsella had to be somebody who you didn't believe was hearing voices, right? And yeah. and he called that a Mariano like save to 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 keep Costner in the role for it. What a save this was to because this wouldn't have been uh, one of the greatest comedies of all time if it was a romance, I don't believe, but turning it into a bromance absolutely did in my mind. Yeah, I agree. And even, even Robin Williams, he would have been funny, but I think he he's too a high energy as well. So it's sort of like you want opposites there between him and De Niro. And I, I don't know that you would have quite gotten that. And it's just, it's right up there on the screen. It's so palpable what they had together. No question about it. Um, so, uh, as well, I know you're, you're, you've got a couple other, um, items, uh, that you're constantly working on and I, I love all your work. You wrote a a great article for Rolling Stone about the 100 best sitcoms of all time. Um, what, what, uh, for those who may not know, what were your top five on this one? Uh, the the top five were, um, hold on. No, number one was The Simpsons. Number two was Cheers. Number three was Seinfeld. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just scrolling. It's, a, it's an incredibly long list. I'm sure. I know. I'm, I'm a long time to put to, kind of together, putting you on but, um, putting you on the was, spot. And I, I believe it's Lucy and the Honeymooners round out the top five. Okay. Why? Why do you have The Simpsons number one all time? First best sitcom. Uh, it just it did more. It did more for longer than anybody else. You know, even. I hear people say, well, how can you put The Simpsons up top? It hasn't been good for 30 years. And A, I disagree with that. But B, even if you accept that, those 10 years are so incredible and so wide-ranging in terms of the satire and how many different subjects they covered and how many, like, Simpsons quotes are applicable to any occasion that's possible that I'm not not sure anything is ever going to be able to quite beat it. And uh, you put Larry Sanders at ten. I, I that that one is an unbreakable one. That might be my number one sitcom. Um, Seinfeld is right up there. I'll be honest with you as well. I'm an old school guy. The Odd Couple for me. The yeah. first couple of seasons weren't. Um, you know, the first season where there was a laugh track, not a live studio audience, but The Odd Couple with yeah. Klugman and, and Randall were. That that is so formative for me. That sitcom. No, I love, and you know, shockingly, you went into sports casting after growing up watching The Odd Couple. I, <laughs> you should see my desk as well. It's a, it is a, you know, I was definitely not. I, I definitely uh, gravitated more to Oscar than Felix on that front. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I've, I've yet to meet a sports writer, especially of a certain age, who did not revere that show, and I love it. And, and I think we put that somewhere in the in the fifties. It's fantastic. What are you watching now, Alan? What are you watching now? Oh, what man, do you, what do you suggest? man the, the best thing I've seen so far this year is a show on Apple TV Plus called For All Mankind, which is sort of an alternate history where the Russians beat us to the moon landing. And as a result, the space race never ended. And there have been two seasons so far. And the second one is about the most fun I've had watching anything on TV in quite some time. Okay. What about something funny? You got... Was it Ted Lasso for you, or I'm not to give you? Oh, Ted Lasso was was really terrific, and I'm very excited for that to come back uh, this summer. That was that was something that I think we all really needed during the pandemic, especially just like a show about goodness. You know, it's there's so many great shows, and I've written about them where the hero is really not a hero at all, 
and is, is a jerk. And here you've got this guy whose fundamental power is he's nice. Hmm. Before I let you go, the new Sopranos documentary that you're in, Sopranos Sessions, a special theatrical triple feature is playing nationwide starting today. Did I read that it is, is it true that the last time that um, that Edie Falco and um, and you know and James Gandolfini played their roles in The Sopranos was for a video the Knicks put together to try and get LeBron to come to New York. Is that a true story? There's a true story. Jim was a big Knicks fan. You know, he, he agreed to do it. He brought in, uh, Edie was friends with the filmmaker, and so the two of them came together to do it. He had a beard on his face, and so they came up with some scenario where Tony and Carmelo were in witness protection, but still inviting LeBron over to, to come and play for the Knicks, and obviously it didn't work. <laughs> and it sounds like every copy of this video has been destroyed. Is it really? And there's a part of there's a part of me that really wants to see it because I imagine it was funny. Jimmy and Edie were really funny in those roles, but there's a part of me that's like I I want the show to have ended with that scene in the ice cream parlor, and I never want to see Tony Soprano as an adult again. But you have, so you have not seen this, but you you can confirm that it did exist that the Knicks got them yes, to it, do it. It did exist. You know, I don't think it counts as in continuity, especially, you know, if you're one of the people who believes Tony dies at the end of the show. But, like, they made this several years after the series ended. But Tony does die at the end of the show, right, Alan? Right? Uh, we've, Rich, we've had this argument before. <laughs> maybe he dies and maybe he doesn't. The scene is about death, but not necessarily about Tony's death. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> then whose death is it? You know, of, of, of parallel parking? Like, is that... Is it the death of parallel I, parking? Like what? I think it's about the idea that anybody could die at any time. It's not really an upbeat sort of note on which to end the show, but it's not like it was an upbeat show to begin with. The death of the Knicks is trying to get LeBron. So do we know if LeBron ever saw this video? Do we know if it was yeah, ever? No, they screened it for him in this infamous meeting that by all accounts was just a complete disaster from beginning to end. Come and, on! You know, I'm, I, somebody should ask LeBron, now that this has been talked about, what he thought of the, the video. So James Dolan says press play to somebody in the room. They, they get rid of the PowerPoint on the screen, and, and out, up pops Gandolfini and Edie Falco <laughs> as the Sopranos in witness protection, saying that they're running the risk of being found out, but they still want LeBron to come to the Knicks. That actually happened. In real life. Yes, this is a real thing that occurred a decade ago. Yes. Wow. <laughs> We're all blown away right now, Alan. You should see our faces right here. Wow. Um, thank you for the time. I greatly appreciate it. I literally could talk about Midnight Run for an entire three hours. It, it, it uh, really is. And I guess last question for you. Uh, at what point did you show it to your teenage daughter? How old was she before you actually... She showed her a movie uh, where he said was maybe maybe she was 16 she might have been 15 it's really mainly just about the profanity not that like oh, yeah, i need to worry about her you know going around repeating this stuff but i think there's there's an agreement with my spouse about at what age you know certain content gets exposed to them yeah i know i mean but but i guess every child does need to know that they are in control of their own words because they're an adult. And if it, anybody ever says that to them, you can respond to the other person and saying, here's two words for you. Shut the F up. Like that, that could actually be delivered. And, and like look, and De Niro to Groden. To know why someone is unpopular with the Chicago police Not department. We could go on and on and on like Leonay's potatoes. Thank you so much, uh, Alan. Anytime, Rich. Let's do this again. Thank you. That's Alan Sepinwall. Follow him on Twitter. I do. You should as well. 
He's also on Instagram at Sepinwall, S-E-P-I-N-W-A-L-L. So you know LeBron was just going through it, maybe just because he was just kicking the tires on everything because Phil yes, asked him to. Maybe. Although wasn't he pissed at Phil for using the phrase posse? Yeah, he didn't like the right. Posse I mean, you term, know, like right. calling his calling his team of incredibly successful businessmen his posse. So why did he did so he did show up to the Knicks, and they're like, we've forget about the plan that we've got. For just a moment. Press play. Press play. I mean, and I up comes Gandolfini in a beard. I, I read that recently, and it actually happened. I want to see that. You'll never see it. I don't know, bro. You'll never see it. Can't oh. say never. If it's ever filmed, that I don't means know. Somebody's got a copy yeah. somewhere, co- maybe. I don't Dolan know. Dolan must have it somewhere Think in the about vault it. where he keeps his oh. guitar picks. If it made Hold it onto a, a disc I mean, or a drive. The words that just went through and just know. got caught in my filter yeah, just... of my frontal lobe. <laughs> Peeking into the black hole. Exactly. Be careful. No, I know that. Be careful. <laughs> just guitar picks. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, if you're wondering about youth sports and coaches and youth sports want to get involved, there's a great app for you, and we'll talk about youth sports with my friend Ben Sherwood formerly of ABC Entertainment and News. We want to talk about how smart this guy is. He got out of the TV business. It's coming up next. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. What was it like shooting that scene though with Ray Kinsella and his father? I mean, did, how many, how how long? To, that, how that, that, well, we had to do that. At, you, you notice that we did that at Magic Hour. You also noticed that when that shot pulled back and you saw all those cars, you know now. But 
that would have been CG'd. But that was technically, uh, that was all extras that we called on the radio, come be in our movie. And they created that big traffic no. jam. Hold on a second. So that traffic jam, that's a real... That's a real shot. And the people from Iowa came, and so so many people feel like they're a part of that movie. So those thousands and thousands of cars that were in that giant traffic jam that went out on those two lanes, that was real. But in terms of playing it, in terms of, as you said, the, the quiet moment, yeah. how did you work that, Kevin? Well, I, you know, when it did, what I did was I went back to when I first read it. And so I become the audience when I read it. And I when I read it, I went... <gasps> I couldn't believe that it had orchestrated itself to that thing, and I had that feeling on the couch. And so I knew if I played that straight, if I didn't wink at anybody, mm -hmm. that these players did come, you know, that's my corn. <laughs> you know, Phil Robinson is the, is the architect of that movie. You know, um, I tell a story, you know, and I don't tell it often, but, you know, they, they kept coming after me. I wasn't going to be able to do that movie. I was going to do Revenge, and I got into a... Finally, that revenge kept getting pushed, kept getting pushed, and finally I had to put my foot down and say, look, uh, if you don't get this movie together, I'm gonna go to do this movie in the corn. I asked the director, why did you hold out for me so long? Why? And he said, well, and this is one of the greatest actors we've ever seen. He goes, they wanted me to do it with Robin Williams. And I said, I said, Robin Williams is perfect. He said, yeah, but when I think of Robin, I think he does hear voices in the corn. And I don't want that. People don't believe you hear voices. And that was a really interesting, That was a. that's a director that makes a save. That's a Mariano Rivera, you know, sure. it's a save. He saved his movie because of his belief in an idea, you know, not the quality of actor, because Robin Williams will never, of course, this is, this is a guy so special. But I, but I was curious, I said, he's actually a bigger star than me. You know, you know, whatever. And he goes, I need somebody that you don't think cares voices. And that would be you. I've never heard Robin Williams was considered for that role. That's unbelievable. And then you did it. And obviously we're, we're talking about it today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had gold dust on it when I read it because I did that little intake of breath. <gasps> Do you want to have a catch? And of course, I, I wept myself. Coming about the two-year anniversary of that conversation when Costner was here in 2019 for his and all the appearances he's made here, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Um, it was a great chat with Alan Sepinwall of Rolling Stone right there. And again, if you're just joining us, I had no idea Cher was ever considered for the role of the Duke in that is bananas. That's Midnight Run. And you want to talk about a Mariano Rivera type save with all, again, due respect to Cher. If there was an actual romance between the De Niro, Jack Walsh, bounty hunter and her, it's a totally different movie than what we, we saw. Now, obviously, it's a very testosterone-driven film, Midnight Run. I know it's a guy movie. It's a buddy-buddy, guy-guy yeah. bromance. But talk about a Mariano Rivera type save. Let's do Charles Grodin instead. Yeah. yeah. Let's do Charles that Grodin instead. That worked out. He passed away at the age of 86 just yesterday. Girls Forever right here on Peacock, the streamer. Hopefully you can all, uh, if you are on radio right now, you want to get Peacock, you should. The hit show, new hit show, a Peacock original, Girls Forever, streaming right now, right here on Peacock. You watch us every day after Dan Patrick's show on NBC Sports on Peacock at noon Eastern every day. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Uh, thrilled to be able to call this man a friend. And when uh, a friend has got a new app 
to try and hook you up and hook coaches up in the youth sports world with uh, an ability to develop practices at the touch of a button in seconds. And that app is called Mojo, and he is available to talk on this show. And uh, I can help support what a friend is up to. Uh, I'm all for it. And the former president of Disney ABC Television Group and ABC News and now the founder and CEO of Mojo, Ben Sherwood, here on The Rich Eisen Show. How you been, Ben? Hey, Rich. Thanks for having me on. Look at us talking on TV, streaming, and radio. Look at us talking as right opposed, now. As opposed to texting and emailing and, and hanging. Actual conversation. Let's get into this because obviously, you know, youth sports is roaring back uh, to life. Like, much, like as I'm knocking on wood right now on my head, like the rest of the sports world and society. What What is Mojo all about and what uh, people can go to this app and um, and have supported in their youth sports world, Ben? Well, youth sports is roaring back. In fact, this morning we were talking with some of the folks who handle registrations across the country for some of the biggest sports leagues, and they say that they've never seen numbers like this. They're, they're back and they're above pre-pandemic levels as kids are rushing back outside to play sports. And our, our, we started Mojo 99 days ago, mm. launched exactly 99 days ago, to help moms and dads who are volunteering to help coach their kids have a better experience. Save time preparing for practice, save stress, because it's a stressful experience if you've coached, as you, as you know, 4- to 14-year-olds, and have a better experience on the field. And so far, thousands of teams are using Mojo for soccer across the country, and the data is coming in. We're starting to see and hear from the coaches, and about more than 80% of the moms and dads using the Mojo app to plan their soccer practices, that's our first sports soccer, are saying that they've saved time, it's less stressful, and the kids are having more fun. And we're going to be rolling out flag football in the fall, and... I thought that'd be up your alley, and yes, then we're sir. going to have baske- basketball in the winter, and then by next spring we'll have little league and softball, so and then we'll roll in volleyball after that. So soon, any sport you're coaching your kids in between the ages of four and fourteen, Mojo will plan your practice at the touch of a button. It'll give you those trusted resources on what activities to do, what's age appropriate for four-year-olds or for ten-year-olds or for twelve-year-olds, boys and girls. And we will set you up so that you can just have fun and not worry about when you get out of work and are rushing to the field, oh, shoot, what am I going to do with these kids today? So um, are you consulting um, actual coaches in these sports to come up with what the best practices <laughs> yeah. are? Yeah. I mean, how, yeah. how are you going about this, Ben? Rich, you know me pretty well, and you know that, that uh, I love telling stories. I love making content. I've done that for 30 years, mm-hmm. but you know that I have a lot of humility about sports. So we are working with the world's top experts in each of our sports. Our partner in, in soccer is U.S. Youth Soccer, the biggest soccer league in the United States with 3 million kids and about 300,000 coaches. And we've been working with the top experts to develop our activities, activities that are proven for every age group. We're working now with FC Barcelona for a special offering that we'll be putting out at the end of the summer uh, from their renowned La Masia Academy, where Lionel Messi uh, trained and learned to dribble and pass and shoot, and, and we'll be working with them on special curriculum. So we work with the very best in every sport to develop the very best activities for kids from 4 to 14. This is for, this is for the 99% of families, Rich, whose kids are probably not going to play D1. They're probably not going to go pro. They're not going to the Olympics. This is for... 
really kind of the grassroots, the rec, all the families out there that just want to go outside and have a great time with their kids and make memories for a lifetime. That's what Smojo is for. That's why we called it Mojo. We want to bring the magic back to youth sports because, as you know, it's gotten very professionalized. It's gotten very competitive. It's gotten very elite. This is this is really to help moms and dads everywhere have a great experience. And I'm, I'm proud to say that just, just yesterday, Mojo received the Webby Award uh-huh. for the best, the best sports app of 2021, 90, 98 days after we launched. Uh, recognition is the best of the Internet. And in fact, the president of the Webbies uh, said about Mojo, we caught them by surprise, uh, about that we represent in terms of creativity and innovation the best of the Internet. And so we're really proud of that. It's a sort of validation for what we're trying to do, which well, is give families great trusted resources to have a great time in sports. Well, Ben Sherwood, you also know from your TV days that you got to drop some names. So uh, Russell Wilson, how did you get him involved in this is he is he going to be your flag football guy, and is he going to s- suddenly demand more protection for the quarterbacks uh, in in your in your coaching schemes and things like that? Is that the way this is going to go, Ben? How does this work? So, Russell, believe it or not, yes, is an assistant little league coach in San Diego, and we were introduced, and he heard about what we're trying to do, which is we're trying to make the experience better for moms and dads who are coaching. And remember. You know better than anyone. Russ was was drafted in, into Major League Baseball. He knows that game really well too. Yes, and he has suffered on the sidelines coaching his son, and he feels like there is a need in the world for a trusted resource to help moms and dads get through a season of little league without doing any harm and making sure everybody has a good time. And so he joined us not just as an investor, but he came on board as a board member. Uh, and an advisor, and he's encouraged us as the chairman of NFL Flag. He's encouraged us to do flag football. Okay. And so, yes, he will be he will be giving us help. But I think he will have a special interest in quarterback protection. I'm just... <laughs> well, ben, hold on a second. He's an assistant coach. He's not running the team. He's just like the guy who's just support staff. Is he like running the uh, the the not snack the, the post game only... snacks? Like like Russell's bringing not... the the snacks. <laughs> You know, places. not only is he the assistant, yes, but believe it or not, the head coach wouldn't even give him a hat, so he had to go get the hat separately because they didn't have enough hats for the coaches. Which, by the way, that happens. Every every parent in youth sports knows that usually the assistant doesn't get anything. Yeah, and so he had to go out and get his own hat so that he kind of fit in on the sidelines coaching at third base. Oh my gosh. Well, this is amazing, Ben. Um, so, how, so this is where all apps are acquired, right? App Store, just go and look for Mojo, M O J O, and 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 because you know, so many parents, you know, I have as we've discussed this, I have you know coached a team. Susie's coached a team. My wife's coached a team, and you know, uh, we want to make sure that everyone's having fun. That is, that was always my rule. My rule was have fun and respect the opponent. Those are my two rules. Um, and, and, but you also want to make sure that you're teaching the kids what they need to know fundamentally, that there is some form of coaching that does need to be required. And I was wondering if I was doing the right thing. So this app can actually support somebody who's in a position like that is what you're saying. The whole idea is to take any mom or dad with any level of experience. Maybe you played in high school, maybe you even played in college, or maybe you've never played the sport. You just love watching it. You want your kids to get exposed to it. Right. They can walk out onto a field tonight. They can watch a few high-quality videos that we made in partnership with Mandalay Sports, the guys who made The Last Dance about Michael Jordan. 
We, we, there's high quality short videos that you watch that kind of explain the drill or the activity that tell you what to look for. There's a whole bunch of great articles there too that are basically guide you on how to coach the child first and then the sport. So that's the whole philosophy, which is that at this stage and at the different age groups, you're really trying to, trying to help a kid reach their potential. You're not really trying to turn them into a pro ball player yet. And then, and then it just sort of basically takes you through an entire season, and then it learns from you about how that practice went. It plans your next practice with your next activities. You, can get, you get to tell it whether or not you liked those activities, whether the kids liked the activities, and then we learn from you about what you need. And then you can even sort of choose your own journey. Hey, you know what? We didn't score any goals in the last game. We need to, we need to work on our offense. We've got practices that are just about offense for, for every age group. Or, hey, if they scored 40 goals against you and you really need some help, you've got everything you need on defense. And I think ultimately, like you and Susie coached, I know that on your desk you have a best dad ever nameplate. And I know that we all, we all want to be better parents. Yes. I think ultimately what we're yes. really trying to do yes. is we're trying to help moms and dads everywhere have a better experience out there, have more fun and create less friction with your kids, create less tension with your kids, and, and, and basically make it easier for you to do this and make it easier for your, and more fun for your kids so that you're inclined to do it again next season. And then, hey, maybe if you had so much success in soccer, you think, I'll do basketball this winter. And, and this app made it so much easier for me. It took all the planning and all the work right out of it. I can do that. And, hey, you know what? Little League's coming in the spring. I might even try that, even though I've never done anything in baseball before. We, we take all that work right out of it for you, and it's just sort of you just get to have fun on the field. That's well, the whole vision for, the, for, the, for what we're doing. So uh, last one for you, Ben Sherwood, uh, founder and CEO of Mojo, um, this phenomenal app that uh, helps people – coach up kids and figure out what sort of coach plan can be used to develop a practice for you and uh, the youths that you are you are coaching. Uh, is there a, a portion of Mojo to deal with the a-hole parents that think that you're preventing their children from getting that D1 scholarship and a major league career and thus essentially their retirement fund? Um, is, there, is, there, is there part of the app for that, uh, Ben? So, so, yes, there is a... Uh... There is an article that, that is actually one of the most popular articles in the app, and it is one of the most popular articles from Mojo on the web. It is called, Sorry, Your Kid's Not Going Pro. And that, article, that article lays out in exacting detail how young Serena or young Ronaldo is not going to end up at D1, and that the statistics, the probabilities of this kid, by the way, who's five and is running the bases backward, whose name is Mays, that kid running the bases backward is not going to end up playing for the, the San Francisco Giants and everybody needs to relax. There is a, there's actually a syndrome, which is distortion by proxy, uh, which psychologists talk about, which is the distortion that a lot of these parents experience out there, which is that they're living their lives through their kids. They're planning their retirement. In fact, there are studies from TD Ameritrade that say that, that a, a crazy number of American families are spending more on youth sports than they are on their own retirement because they believe that their kids are going to get scholarships and pro contracts. Mm. And, and we, we, we try gently to remind people that unless you are in the .01% in any of these sports, that's not going to happen. And it's just a lot more important for you to have fun out there with the kids, uh, and enjoy the experience. Mm. And if you really want to have an ongoing relationship, a lasting relationship with your kid, do not put the pressure on them that they're supposed to go pro and just say to them the magic words, I loved watching you play when you ride home because the ride home 
is more important than anything. The ride to the game is really important. And knowing how to handle the ride home or the ride to the game is part of what Mojo is about. We yes. make sure that at the end of that journey, at the end of that youth sports journey, you're still talking to each other. Because there's a whole lot more life after youth sports. Youth sports teaches all these incredible lessons. In fact, as you know, sports is such an amazing teacher. But there's a huge amount of life after they're done playing youth sports. And, and as a parent, you want to have a really good relationship with them. That's also where Mojo comes in. We're going to try to help make that relationship even better and not all messed up. Because you were, you were coaching them poorly. You were putting all kinds of pressure on them. And you were critiquing their batting stance in the drive home. The only words that really work on the drive home are, I loved watching you play, and I can't wait to watch you play again. I love that message, Ben. There's no question I love that message. You know I love that message. But you also know that some of these parents don't need gentle reminders. (laughs) And also, you, Ben Sherwood, come from the world of visual medium and video. Will you let me take that article and make a video version of it and let me be the guy that delivers this message for Mojo? Rich, it, Can I do that we're for sending, you? We're sending the crew to you right now. Please. It's on its way. Articles it's are a, like people, People, you know, articles, whatever. It's great. We're reading it. Maybe, you know, a couple paragraphs. And no, 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 no. Sometimes you got to walk through the front door and tell them what's what. And I would love to be that guy. Please. Cameras on. Cam, we're sending the camera now. Thanks, Rich. <laughs> Take care of yourself, Ben. Congrats on Mojo. Thanks a lot. You got Good it. That's Ben Sherwood. By the way, I'm being deadly serious. I don't know if he's actually sending the camera crew here. You're, you're ready. But if there can be a, vi- a visual, a video made on your kids not turning pro, I would love to be the face of that. <laughs> that's this is, that's app. really no, cool, know, man. It's great. It is really cool. So many it's parents cool. want to help out, and I've seen it. I have friends who, uh, who try to coach, and I'm they one of them. really don't really know how to do it. In this yes, app. correct. And, the, and, and I've been... The, the intentions is there, are there. and I've been the coach. Susie's been the coach. <laughs> Dude, the look on her face when she is making sure that all the the uniforms are right and the equipment is ready and all the baseballs are retrieved because the kids are throwing them in different <laughs> spots and you know and we're we're getting everything together. The the logistics of snack duty and who's on that duty and who's on this duty and they look at you and when's practice? When's practice? And we're like, well, we're, we're trying to find out when the practice is. And they're like, why don't you know it? And it's just like, do you see I've got my own children in my own life? And she's like, and it gets out of hand. And then really I've also been the parent when, you know, my kids are trying to be taught. And you see the other, the other team out there on the practice field. And they are running it like they're the New York Yankees. <laughs> They're running it like the New York Yankees. They're having fun, but they are running practice. They're learning, and they're getting coached up. And my coach is just like, where's my keys? I think I left my keys somewhere. Oh, we'll start in a second. And you're like, really? I'm putting my son and my daughter in your care? Really? I've been on both ends of it. Mm -hmm. So if this app can help both ends of it, it sure looks like it can. And it's won a Webby for it in less than 100 days. That's pretty cool. That's impressive. And we got Coach Brockman coming Mojo. up very hey, shortly. Brockman Dude, gonna, can't wait he's for that. He's going to be like Belichick. I mean, please, look at this guy. Can't wait for that. He's going to be amazing. Chris in youth sports. Oh, I can't is, wait. Wow. He's got a look on oh, his face like, I don't know. Right Bro, you're most definitely going to do it. Yes, but I'm going to be like Mike Greenwell. I'm going to be banned from the Valley Little League Association. <laughs> 
Like I'm gonna be way too. I'm already wait. Hopefully, maybe when I'm 50, I'll like calm down a little bit. I'm way too intense, no. even you're, you're, at, even no. at 40 right now. For no, it. I can't. Do you, it. Well, Cage is probably like four or five years away from getting into a t-ball situation. Yeah, he's already he's ready for a golf coach. I'll tell you that. See, look at this. The kid's won, and he's already thinking, I got Tiger Woods right here. He's got a I'm nice swing, you. Rich. He's got a oh, nice no, I've swing. Seen it. I've seen it. He <laughs> hits the ball like he's uh, Happy Gilmore. I'm telling you. <laughs> Baby DeShambo. Baby DeShambo. Baby Give me that ball. <laughs> he also hits the dog. He hits us. Yeah, that's that's fine. He's got a couple years. There you go. That's Mojo. Could you imagine you hit you hit the app like, I want to deal like, how do I deal with parents? Oh, here's an article. Let me read it. Or, oh. Here's a video with the guy from NFL Network telling you what an a-hole you are. Don't be an Give a-hole it up. at practice. No, but I will say this in, in all seriousness, what he just said, the ride to the game and the ride home from the game yeah. is crucial. It is crucial because that's the quiet moment where it churns in your child's head what just happened. Yeah. And it churns in their head win or loss, you know, what this means and what they did and what they couldn't accomplish or what they failed to accomplish to leave their team in the lurch or what they were able to do that makes them feel so terrific. And you got to temper a lot that ride home and basically say, I love that you had fun. I love that you had a good time. I know that sounds like you're not breaking down X's and O's. I know that. You know what I mean? And I know, you know, and it's very (laughs) important. It's very important, (laughs) especially if on the ride home, you know, your default is like, I told you not to swing at that 3-0 and pitch. <laughs> you imagine, La- do you think LaRusse is going to love Mojo? <laughs> <laughs> is there a button for not defending your own players? When to do That's the, the anti-Mojo right there. To throw behind Look, the I told opponent. you not to swing. Oh, my God. I told you not to swing. What's your problem? <laughs> Let me go publicly now and lash out. It's some kid who hit his way off the Dominican Republic. At 29. And he's at 28. Yeah, he's got right. a Rookie of the Year campaign at age 28. <laughs> Dude, he's like Roy Hobbs. My man's out there having fun every Yes. Day. His name is Mercedes. <laughs> I mean... And if he's going to take somebody's meatball, 47-mile-an-hour meatball, he's like his whole life is like seaball, hitball. Right. All right. How do we get to that again? Oh, yeah, youth sports. sports. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back to set up the rest of the week right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Will Farrell and John C. Riley, good to see you gentlemen right here. Very much. Uh, very much you. good to see you too, Rich. Yeah, right back at you. Yeah. Great to see everyone. Well, Not just you, Rich. I have a friend who, when he sees someone wow. coming towards him, like in a room that yes. he's supposed to know, he can, mm -hmm. he can tell I'm supposed to know this person, but I don't. Mm -hmm. He goes, there he is. <laughs> there he is. How are you as a ref, though? I'm strictly what's called an AR, mm -hmm. uh, assistant referee. So I'm the guy who runs on the sideline with the flag. I thought AR meant whole ref. Well, that's what. The shorts are pretty short, the too. I mean, they're stocked in length that, right there. Look at that ample thigh. <laughs> that's a ham hock yeah, right there. Look at that. That's ready for har that's ready for market. So you um, might want to smoke that for a couple days. You guys want to slice? Put some hickory around it. <laughs> you know what I would genuinely love for you as a second career, if mm -hmm. you ever decided you wanted a second career, mm -hmm. finally be a broadcaster. Be a, someone who's calling color, right? Rich, maybe you could give me a break. I mean, that would that would boost ratings for whatever sport you were talking about. What if about? I took over the Rich Eisen show? Yes. Ron Burgundy did help announce the national curling finals in Ottawa, Canada. And they had all these ads for Tim Hortons Coffee, which is a big coffee chain yeah, yeah. for our, our Canadian listeners. And um, I just kept saying, all the signers, I'm like, who the hell is Tim Horton? <laughs> who does he think he is? Is there any possibility that we see a Step Brothers sequel? We haven't never talked about this face-to-face uh, -face in public. No, we haven't. <laughs> let's, let's break some ground here. Uh, are we going to do Step Brothers too? I, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's going to happen either. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Put up the Photoshop anyway. Oh, you one. make sense in that world somehow, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> A whole ref. <laughs> hey, man. Like Will Ferrell is an outstanding assistant ref. I've seen it work. He's kept it fair in many, many games that my uh, my youngest son was involved in. Keep it fair. Keep it fair. Keep it fair. Keep it fair. That's what he looks like. I mean, fantastic. That's really what he looks like. Hey, he's got a mask on. You wouldn't even know it was him. Huh? Just saying, if he's out there with a mask, you wouldn't even know it was him. I know that. I know that, actually. Firsthand, uh, we were coming out of an elevator recently with our daughter um, after she was getting her ankle x-rayed at, and Susie oh, yeah. goes, I think that was Will Ferrell in the, uh, in the elevator. He was. <laughs> he's masked up and even say hello to him. Yeah. I didn't notice. Oh, there you go. That's called content. Con Boom. Yes. That's a segment. I feel like Seinfeld. Boom. That's a segment. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Say the Peacock executives. 844-204-RICH, <laughs> number to dial. We're here on our, on our radio show. Uh, the poll question was a very simple one, Christopher. Well done. It was very simple. Very, very well done. Very, 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 very You thought long and hard about it. Well, I thought about it. Like, what are it. people talking about today in the world of sports? And you're like, okay, how about the Warriors and Lakers tonight? Yeah. All right, now let me, uh, let, me, let me post a poll question and say who's going to win tonight. Did I, did I pretty much mimic your thought process on today's well, yeah, poll question? Well, yeah, I mean, question? we were kind of – before the show, we're thinking about it. We're talking about Tatum, and I'm like, "Wait, 
bigger game tonight. Who you got? Let me guess. 70% Lakers, 30% oh, Warriors. Definitely not. 60% well, Lakers, 30%, 40% Warriors. No, 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 no. Fitty, fitty? 54-46? Wow. Lakers, huh? Feeling you. Lakers. Who's, who's Dojo? Dojo. More, more likely to happen tonight. Okay. LeBron triple-double, Steph 50-point game. Steph 50-point Okay. More likely tonight, LeBron triple-double, Steph 60-point game. 60 is a lot. That would be, I mean, I know these aren't technically playoff games. That Would that be a playoff? What the hell is with that, too, by the way? What are they it's thinking? It's nothing. It's just like No, it's not nothing. Ether. It's not nothing. Yeah, it it's called count. a play-in turn. They're now compiling statistics in the history of the play-in tournament. Oh my gosh. Jason Tatum first I think Mark Stein tweeted that out. First ever 50-point <laughs> game in the history of the play-in tournament. Jason Tatum is the greatest play-in player, tournament it, player of all ever. time ever in history right ever. You are witnessing history. Ever. The goal. Like good luck to the Grizzlies and the Spurs and good luck to LeBron and 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 Steph Tatum set this playing tournament bar high. That's a that's it. This record could last more than a day. <laughs> Honestly, watch it get smashed tonight. <laughs> what lasts longer after tonight? Nah, nah, Jason Tatum is the only fifty-point scorer in in playing history, or the Super League. Oh, <laughs> that's a two dare. That's a two dare. Two days. That's a two dare. So you're throwing in you're throwing in Bradley Beal. You're throwing in Russ on Thursday night. I think the Super League Whoever's is going to look for like the Pacers. The NFL compared, huh? I think the Super League is going to look like, like the NFL, NFL compared to that record. That thing, might, that thing might get broken tonight. Steph's over under is 36 and a half. Now, I would take that over. But Dude, I would, the Lakers are an excellent that's what defensive I mean. but basketball I would take team. Under 50, probably under 40. Say what you will about the Lakers' health. Lakers. But Lakers. The, Lakers, the Lakers lock it down. Except Steph Curry cannot be locked. I know that. He's an unlockable talent right now. I'd say so, Michael, Michael Jordan 63 in a playoff game is safe. But of course it is because tonight's not a playoff game. I mean, <laughs> but it is a playoff game. <laughs> so Michael, get Michael could rest tonight. easy. Yeah. <laughs> what if somebody scores 64 tonight? And it Sorry. doesn't count. <laughs> doesn't count. Doesn't count. What does it count for? Nothing. Nothing. The play well, Like war. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Say it again. No. You picking the Lakers tonight? Mm. How do you not? They're home. They're home. How do you yeah. not? They're not healthy. I mean, LeBron has played what half a game in a span that's, of two weeks that's or whatever. What I mean. So I think he's he'll be ready tonight. This will be the great conversations. Like tomorrow, you can place your bets on who's the one. Seventy percent of LeBron, eighty percent of LeBron. Like who, who's going to be the one that says sixty percent LeBron? It's still what? Skip is like salivating right now. Oh, LeBron yeah. being half a LeBron think, tonight. Do you think Skip has all of his tweets oh, like done. preloaded? Oh, yeah. In yeah the, he's, in drafted the he's drafted him. He's drafted him. No, no. Somebody's drafted it for him. I don't think he knows That's, how to use drafts. Right. All caps. Just all ready, caps, to ready, ready to hit send. Ready to hit send. Ready to hit send. LeBron sucks. Ready to hit send. Like nine. Worst. Worst player ever. No. Hold on. Worst underperformer in the history of play-in basketball. NBA playing basketball. There has never been a bigger disappointment than LeBron. Best. It'll be best. It'll be the alternate one. Or, or no, 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 no. You gotta think. You gotta. You gotta get in the foxhole with with people like Skip. 
if LeBron performs well. Of course, it's a play-in tournament. Right. Right. Doesn't even matter. Like it's, yeah. Doesn't yeah. even matter. It's kind of like that A-Rod solo home run in the eighth inning down seven. <laughs> yeah, of course he does well. Chips aren't down in the play-in tournament. Congrats. Now you LeBron get goes triple-double. He looks great. Yeah, well, greatest performer in the history of playing <laughs> tournament basketball. Let's see it in the NBA playoffs. But seriously, why don't they include this in the what, – what, what, why, if they're trying to sell this to a fan base and, by the way, a board of governors? Yeah, they're trying right? to keep this they're going. Tr- we're trying to sell this. They, they want it. They like it. They want, and, and now no, nobody is going to be thinking about, well, the nuance and this smart nuance of it made the final couple of weeks, if not month of the regular season, a little more relevant for a lot more teams. Right. Yeah, for sure. That's gone. That's in the rearview mirror. We're not thinking that. Right now, we're just sitting here thinking, why are we watching Grizzly Spurs? Why are we putting Steph or LeBron in an elimination winner-go-home situation on Friday night? And why isn't this technically a playoff game when the loser of the first game tonight is eliminated? Right? Isn't that the general sense of what a playoff game? Like, what is a playoff game? What is a playoff game? Like if an alien, if that tic-tac being needs to be (laughs) told what is a playoff game, one of the crucial bullet points is loser does not continue to compete. Not not allowed to compete any longer. And then you have to explain there are some situations where there's a game seven or a pivotal game five or decisive. Those are what game fives are. But I don't want to go too down the wormhole no, no, with a no, no, with no. an alien. I just need to basically say, hey, it's it's like the loser of this game is no longer allowed to compete. The season's over. That's the case tonight for the Spurs or the Grizzlies. But those one game MLB wild card games. Those are playoff games. Those are playoff games. Right. That's what yeah. these are. Yeah. Unless it's at the back end of the regular season, then that's a regular season game one sixty three. That counts in the stats. Right, that's of a, a regular season situation. Right. If two teams are tied, two teams are tied. Right, that's technically still a regular but season. But those game. one game wild cards are playoffs. Playoff. Right, yeah, yes, that's a playoff game. But this isn't game seventy three of the twenty twenty one season. No, that's what Which Van is... Gundy pointed out. It's like the Phantom Zone. General Zod is <laughs> twisting around. in in the universe. Free me, and we're trying to be the nuclear bomb elevator that gets shoved out the top of the Eiffel Tower by Superman. To try and blow this thing up. Make some sense of it. Whack. What the hell did I just say? I mean, <laughs> but I think people who saw Superman 2 understand yeah, my yeah. reference. I mean, yeah. Definitely. But you're taking the Lakers tonight? Yeah, I am. Okay. Ooh. But I'll be watching. And I want to thank Jeff Van Gundy, Kevin Love, Alan Seppenwall, and Ben Sherwood of the Mojo Youth Sports app. You should all go check out. Taking you to Brother from Another on Peacock in a moment. For everyone else, we'll see you Thursday. 